Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we've got feedback, all the feedback, your feedback, other feedback, other people's feedback, feedback about their feedback, and let's get to feedback. All that and more of Zen, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer chair today, we have the lovely Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? I am fantastic. How are you guys? Really good. Really, really good. Quite well. Quite well. Quite well. <laughs> swimming. <laughs> Going swimmingly. All right. Well, welcome, welcome, Ashley. Hit us with that five-star review. We got Ketona O2, the time travel listener. Ooh. I love these guys. I found it just through a Google search because I really needed to have a conversation, quote-unquote, with someone about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I just finished the whole series on Netflix. And and since I had been so behind, nobody was talking about it. Facepalm emoji. I love the back and forth and the voices. Your swings on what the shows would do was great. I appreciate y'all so much, and I'm looking forward to coming into the present time to hang with y'all. <laughs> love well, that. Well, thank yes. you from the Join future. Join us. Join yes. us. Past person. Please come forward. Come forward to the future. <laughs> We're, it's nice here. Come back to the future. <laughs> Whoa. You don't get to say that every day. Mm-mm. Yeah. You don't. You don't. Um, okay. Well, let's jump right into the feedback. Um, uh, Ashley is going to head into her feedback cave where she's going to collect the live feedback. And me and Jeff are going to tackle these feedbacks. Here we go. BD Washington, one of our patrons, says this might be a bit late in terms of being covered, but inspired by my 11-year-old son. Apologies for the length. The heart of the question is, do you think there was or any sense that there are either a people who did not come back from the snap and or b people who came back from the snap and consciously did not want to? We've been having very deep discussions about the passing of my mom over the past year and the MCU in part sparked this philosophical light in him a la the blip slash snap. He references the that Ant-Man and the Wasp are seen with Cassie in the overlay of Tony Stark's speech of hoping we get it all back towards the conclusion of Endgame, but no sign of Scott's ex-wife or husband. My son also referenced that Rambo kind of reforms in WandaVision, but maybe has remorse of ever coming back, not out of anger towards Captain Marvel, but because her mom had already left this life and she was alone. Were those who were snapped aware that they were, again, maintaining consciousness and somehow glad to be done with this life? Will we hear this narrative? His theories had me in my Hulk voice, shut the front door moment, and I had no good answer. Then again, I also responded with Basil in the second Austin Powers breaking the fourth wall moment, suggesting in explaining time interruption plots, I suggest you not worry about such things and just enjoy yourself. That goes for all of you out there, too. Thoughts? Hmm. So, I don't think that the people who snapped know they were gone, right? Like, at least Maria, that, that's how, that's how she seems to have experienced it. She seems to wake up. Monica. Peter said the same thing. Monica, sorry. Peter Parker, when he came back, was just like, hey, Mr. Stark, uh, I, I got all dusty, and then, like, and then I came back, and he didn't have any sort of... Doctor Strange said it was five years. Yeah. Doctor Strange <laughs> guy said that it was, like, five years, and, like, now we gotta go help him? Like, he was, he's being all chatterboxery, but it didn't seem like he had any recollection of, you know, the, the time in between. Yeah. So I think the idea that they were, like, conscious is pro- either not true, or they've forgotten. And as far as we know, everybody came back. Like, we don't have any examples of people who didn't. I'm assuming the snap worked. Yeah. The fact that Cassie's parents weren't there, I think that was just because they weren't in the movie at all, even before or after the snap. We we never found out if her parents got snapped away, right? Yeah, we don't know. Mm. They didn't. I don't think that they covered that. They just, there was her in that house, and that's all that. Yeah. um, That's all we were shown. I would even assume. Most likely, if she's still in that house, that they're probably at least one of them stayed around. But you could know, be. could be, or maybe like a grandmother could have moved in with her or something like that. Could have been a real Lord of the Flies kind of moment. <laughs> well, that's the thing. How many kids like lost all their parents? You know, yeah, and like were orphaned by the situation. How many babies were orphaned 
by their parents being snapped away and then subsequently starved to death. I don't like because this. Because they didn't have a caretaker. Probably There's, a good amount, yeah, I would I think. Yeah, I don't like this line of discussion at all. <laughs> Let's just like ignore that babies exist whenever we talk about the snap. I feel like... I think that's what Ashley wants to do that's just in ba- general. Like, like, oh God, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I can go on vacation again. <laughs> Indeed. Back to my cave. So, back to the question from an 11-year-old. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That's funny. I think we answered that question pretty well. <laughs> I don't think we're going to hear this narrative. Um, like, you know, like, like you said, Matt, it, it could be that they forgot what had happened during the, the five years, you know, right. like they were in the, it's possible. the soul realm. That could be a what if story. Maybe. I mean, it could be a story maybe. they tell at some point, but like, I don't see it. Like, I think they've just decided that the people who come back don't know what happened to themselves. Um Yeah. Or, or what was happening or anything. And then when they come back, like, um, Monica just thinks she was in, having a nap, you know? Right. She's like, Wanda never off. talks, Wanda never talks about it, right? Right. Mm. Or she said she could feel something when she was gone, just that emptiness. I think it was that, uh, when she got back, it was just an emptiness and, and, okay. uh, sadness over vision being gone. Right. Cause vision was gone. Hmm. That's yeah. that's real sad. Anyway, but thank you for writing it in, though. I, I definitely it's cool that uh, uh, your 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 son or your kiddo there uh, had the had the like um, forethought to think about that stuff. That's fun. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a real uh, difficult teenager on your hands there. <laughs> <laughs> Too smart for his own good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Todd Fitzhugh on Facebook said, Hi guys, I'm not up to date with the comics, only the MCU. Are the Thunderbolts and Dark Avengers both groups with evil intentions? Thanks. Why don't you field that one, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, yeah yes and no. Uh, yes they and kind no. Of, you know, the, the Thunderbolts act like they want to be a legitimate organization, but they were started by Baron Zemo. Um, and then they actually ended up going into uh, an actually, like, straight and narrow organization, I think where they they were led by Ross. Um, they did eventually come around to being like a sort of good team, kind of like, um, kind of like how Punisher's a good guy. Um, the dark Avengers were like the public face of the Avengers, uh, during Norman Osborn's dark reign. And that was basically bad people being put into the roles of these heroes that everybody loved. Um, and having that that ability that that public face to um basically do no wrong like venom was still you know able to eat people and um they were basically just doing bad stuff all all the time and that eventually came back to to bite them in that um you know the secret avengers were fighting against them they were underground and eventually during the um the fight uh in siege in the comic Siege, when they went to lay siege to Asgard, um, it ended up not going so well for them because basically everybody came to Asgard's aid, uh, mm-hmm. and there was a big knockdown dragout fight with like secret Avengers, secret warriors, young Avengers showed up, like all of the Asgardians were there, like it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So. It seems to me, based on our discussions, which I, I haven't read the comics either, uh, that they're all somewhere on the spectrum between anti-hero and villain. Just straight-up villain. like, And they're all individually right. those things. <laughs> there's some actual just straight-up villains on yeah. the team, and there's some anti-heroes, and they all have their own sort of, like, some end up getting off of the team or kicked off or whatever. And so the, some of them try to bring the team to do good things, but, like, they're all – there's no straight-up heroes around, <laughs> seems like. Right. No more heroes. No more heroes. Rastapopoulos sends us an email saying, Hi, Matt, Jeff, Ashley, Melissa, J. Scotty, and Matthew Fox. Hope nobody's left out. (laughs) I'm Abhi, a a 14-year-old boy from India. I had two theories, cough, fanfic, cough, to share with you guys, both (laughs) concerning T'Challa. So here we go. (laughs) What if... 
the Ravagers get to know about Vibranium and track it to a country called Wakanda on planet Earth. They land in Wakanda in hopes of acquiring the Vibranium Mound, but get intercepted and arrested by the Dora Milaje. When they're taken in front of King T'Chaka, Yondu, by the means of his arrow, kills the king and frees his men. While his men are taking the Vibranium, he finds a two-year-old toddler hiding under a bed. This turns out to be T'Challa. Yondu takes the baby, kind of like Odin and Loki, and raises him, who ultimately grows up to become the legendary Star-Lord. I'm guessing this is based on the what-if story we're about to yeah. Yeah. hear about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. Except the two-year-old part. That's that's absolutely possible. Because I know I think we see him in the, in the trailer look up at the sky, and he looks about the same age that Star-Lord looked when he was taken. Yeah. He looks in the eight or nine range. Um, it looks, uh, I mean, there's, there is also that part where, you know, Yondu's talking to the kid, like, you don't seem afraid or anything. Like, it's weird that you're, that you're not freaking out. And the kid's just like, do you guys, is this spaceship? Like, he's real excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's at least, uh, old enough to, to realize that these are aliens abducting him. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the next point that, that Abby makes is, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wakanda is at war with Atlantis. Shuri has a recurring nightmare in which she sees her countrymen fight against the Atlanteans. She sees T'Challa battle the king of Atlantis, Namor, who ultimately stabs and kills the Black Panther via his trident. Shuri reluctantly becomes the queen and has trouble taking up the mantle of the Black Panther. She ultimately becomes the Black Panther. In the comics, she becomes the White Panther after T'Challa gets humiliated and makes peace with Atlantis, and they fight the bigger threat of Dr. Dorcas who is a big Namor villain. Hmm. I really want to listen to what you guys think about them. I've been listening to the cast since Captain Marvel. Love it so much. Love you, 3000. Hey, thanks, man. Love you, too, uh, 3000. Abby? 3000 Abby. 3000 Abby. <laughs> Abby 3000. That's uh, the new That's a good the new musician. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so well, the one about Black Panther. Um, I definitely... So they've already said they're not going to do... T'Challa, they're not going to make T'Challa, they're not going to recreate, um, that. They're not going to recreate or recast. Right. They're not going to recast, right? I wonder if they could show him fighting in his Black Panther outfit. Like, they said they're not going to, like, do the whole CGI version of the actor, but, like, could they do a thing where he dies in battle? I don't want to see that either. I don't to be either. honest. Like I don't I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think anybody wants to actually see that. I think with if that's like beginning of your moving, you're going to have a lot of people like crying and it's just going to hit too hard. Yeah. I don't think they can show it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But but what do they do? Like how I don't know. How do we pass that torch? Yeah. Without it being, you know, something to this, you know, to this effect. Yeah. I don't even have a theory, to be honest. Yeah, I don't either. I was all on board with the idea of the Namor theories when we were talking about this, uh, you know, a long time ago. But now that um, he, the actor's passed away, like, it just feels like that, that lineage story of telling where they're going next seems so big. You know what I mean? Like, it seems yeah. like that's all you'd be able to tell in one movie. But I definitely think this idea of the war between Atlantis and Wakanda seems absolutely possible, um, you know, for down the road. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if I see it right away. But they're going to fight somebody. There's going to be a physical threat as well as a kind of internal threat, as always there is. Mm-hmm. So what is it, you know? Mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a hard thing to to say, you know, what they're gonna do like that because it's a touchy subject and it's a really difficult situation and like it all just it all sucks that it happened the way that it did mm-hmm. with um, his untimely passing. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but uh, but anyway. I, but I like your story, uh, Abby. That's uh, mm-hmm. keep writing more. Yeah, it's cool. Keep writing more. Build build that skill. Don't let it go. Mm-hmm. Don't hide it. Keep it going. Uh, we got Eric Bailey sent us an email. It says, I take it you've heard about the Old Man Star-Lord audio program coming to Sirius and other streamers. Do you think the story will be more of a what-if and less of a telling? 
of some part of the primary branch of the current timeline. I like this idea of all the Wii Marvel fans gathered around the laptop and listening to a story while using that old dust bucket known as the imagination to fill in the visuals. (laughs) I'd love to hear your thoughts on this declining talent in the age of shiny things and flashy lights. On a personal note, the jobs you three do consistently to bring us podcast content is hard work and very appreciated by myself and countless other pandas. Thank you for holding out the umbrella each week for us to take shelter underneath. Ash, I expect you to give zero shits about those one-star reviews and treasure the words of the people who love being stranded with you. As we are the, uh, or sorry, as we are the ones looking out for each other in this community. Keep it up. Sorry, keep it up, team, and thank you again. Love you each three times ten to the ninth, and possibly a few decimal places beyond that. <laughs> Eric from the Woodland. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you, man. Um. And 100% agree that Ashley's a treasure and doesn't need to change herself. Um, <laughs> no shits given. <laughs> zero shits given. Um, as for, I do think that the old man Star-Lord, it's not, it's not going to be part of the MCU for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, it's I think it's going to be akin to that, that Wolverine story that we were... Um, that yeah. we advertised for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Um, and I think uh, that all, all the like all those radio dramas. I think they're just gonna maybe they'll make a little universe of their own. But I don't think they're they're fitting in six one six or the MCU. I think they're just yeah. They're just Elseworld tales. Oh no, I hate that term. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did like the longest night, the Wolverine one. That was a really solid audio drama. Yeah, like the um, the atmosphere that they that they were able to produce in audio form was stellar. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, George Tarrant sent us an email. Hey guys, firstly, I'd like to thank you for the consistent and high quality podcasts you produce. I'm from the UK and finished college last year. I now have my own car washing business, and what keeps me occupied when working are your podcasts. <laughs> Having been a mega Marvel fan since a young age, it's great to see the community you guys have created. Having got in touch, I'd like to give you a couple of Marvel-related questions to hear your thoughts on. Number one. Now, Doctor Strange doesn't have the Time Stone. Do you think his powers are now limited? And how will this come into play for Multiverse of Madness? Will he find a way to get it back? Hmm. I don't think he's getting the Time Stone back. I mean, he's still pretty powerful without it, because he never used it against Thanos, right? Right, right. Yeah, he didn't use it against Thanos, and he was still able to, like, kind of hold his own. Like, He won't have his wild card anymore, though. Yeah. Strange is no pushover, but um, the, I think that the, the, the tale of the Infinity Stones, the Infinity Saga, if you will, is done. Yeah. Um, I think that we're not going to get the Time Stone back. At least for a while. I think, think he's going to keep. Thing. Do you think he's going to keep wearing his necklace as like an homage? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it could be a um, like he wears it just to be like, no, look, yeah, I've got it's right here. Don't make me pull one. this out. Oh, yeah. Like Dormammu's coming back and he's just like, ah, 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 ah. We've talked about it before, uh, but yeah, uh, uh. the whole thing that kept Dormammu away is no longer there. Yeah. Uh-oh. George has another question. Number two here is, what is one thing in the entire MCU that you think should have or shouldn't have happened? For me, I think they should have done a Hulk versus Thanos rematch. Once again, thanks for everything you do for the community. Hmm. Hmm. That's a, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know. The, the Hulk versus Thanos rematch seems a little... Uh, misplaced. I don't think Wimpy Hulk could take him. (laughs) Yeah, like Hulk already lost to Thanos. Like nothing's really changed. Hulk hasn't gotten stronger. No, but I think that's the point. Is that like you know giving Hulk a chance to redeem himself? But here's the thing: I want to see. I want to see redeemed himself by snapping a Hulk versus Banner rematch, right? Like, 
the thing that bothers me about the way the Hulk ended up with like being Professor Hulk and everything, it he talks about how he put the brains and brawn together. But like did he put the personalities together? Or is he just banner in Hulk's body? You know what I mean? Yeah. And in that case, is the rebellious Hulk character who like is be suppressing himself during Infinity War, like is that character still around? Is he down under Banner somewhere? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah. He, did he cast that character out like a demon, you know? Like, is he coming back? Like, He might. <laughs> if Red Hulk shows up, he's going to need him. Hmm. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. He's going to need that rage. He's going to need get a little bigger. Start training. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bulk up. Yeah. Got to start, start eating your protein. Or he'll, like, transform into the Hulk in Banner's body. (laughs) Right? Oh, he's just, like, running around like someone with rabies. Yeah, so he's just inverted. Maybe maybe that's what he did in the Gamble Lab, right? (laughs) You just see Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner running around, just like, Thor, go! Hulk, stay! (laughs) (laughs) Hulk, like, Raging fire. <laughs> but he's a strippy guy. Yeah. Just a little little Mark Ruffalo, just a little middle middle aged man. Yep. I love yep. it. I love it. He just looks homeless. <laughs> crazy. He could do crazy. Just, he plays it well. He could play crazy pretty well. He'd always, I mean, be, he'd always be naked because he'd like his, the Hulk clothes would just fall off of him when he like transformed. Right. So he'd just be running around as naked Mark Ruffalo. Uh, he was super powerful, but he's just Mike Ruffalo's body. <laughs> uh, he could play crazy. I've seen Shutter Island. I haven't seen Shutter Island. He wasn't crazy in Shutter Island. No. Oh, okay. Shutter Island was a, a hell of a movie, though. I've heard that for years, and I keep always meant to watch it. It's upsetting. Mm. But I love it. Great, great ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not uh, something I'm going to spoil here for you. Thank you, because I do. I would like to see it one day. What is the one thing in the entire MCU that you think should have or shouldn't have happened? Uh, nothing. It's all perfect. Um, mm. That's not true. I would probably say that Iron Man 3 shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, like if they could have put that during the 4th of July, Independence Day, rather than Christmas... That would have fixed a whole lot of my gripes, because, like... Really? Is that your gripe just, that movie? Is there just a, a lot of time? it felt wrong. It all... Like, most of it felt wrong. It was out of... It was out of time from when it should have been. Like, nothing made sense. Like, there... There was a theme going here of America! Like, America gets a hero! Iron Patriot! And, like... Yeah, just... It was... It was all... And, like, the... The colonialism and... And... Mm-hmm. The Why American, do you hate Christmas? Why do you hate Christmas, Jeff? Because <laughs> it doesn't belong in Iron Man. <laughs> no, like, the the things that they were doing, all of them were themes around Independence Day and how, like, maybe America's not the best nation. Like, it could have really, like, had a, a good, like, question there. Uh, you know, a good moral quandary to, to de- like, debate. But it didn't. It was just like, eh, Christmas, because Shane Black is a person that likes Christmas movies. He does like to make every movie a Christmas movie. But that's funny. I've just never heard you complain about that particular part as much. <laughs> I I did. I did a lot on our our Iron Man 3 takedown. Mm. <laughs> takedown? I don't think you ever took it down. It's still, yeah. it's still the best Marvel movie. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Hard no. Hard no. What shouldn't yeah. have happened? I really... I really don't don't have like a really good answer for this. Go ahead and say it. Thor two shouldn't have happened. Well, you, well, yes, but that's not an event. That's just me griping about the movie that you're so wrong about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we we talked about that already on our Iron Man three takedown episode. <laughs> okay, I'd like to do a Thor takedown too. <laughs> I bet you. Now Matt tried to make it into a Thor takedown. But 
he's, he's work. talking about our Iron Man versus Iron Man mm-hmm. three versus Thor two episode that oh yeah he was clearly wrong throughout. Um, anyway, <laughs> sports. Let's not fall back into this. It's so simple. But we might. But we might. Okay. Things that should have happened. Oh well, the, the, the easy the easy answer is that like the defender should have shown up for right for the uh, final battle in Endgame. Yeah, or just at all. Yeah, or just at all. Like Punisher pulls up in a van, like bunch of guns pull like pulls out with like a Gatling gun and all the defenders. <laughs> Die, space dogs! <laughs> Very much Rocket Raccoon. Oh man, I want ro- I want a Rocket Raccoon and Punisher spinoff thing so bad. <laughs> Okay. It still okay. really upsets me that Black Widow is not at that final battle after being in all the movies and all the stuff. Just like the fact that she's not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a bummer, but at the same time, I get like you got to let death matter at some point. Yeah, Who tell else? that to Gamora. No, I agree. I agree. They definitely <laughs> don't always do that. That's that's the big problem. But I'm not gonna like get mad at them for one time doing the right, like letting it matter. <laughs> Who else would have been sacrificed though? Is the thing Hawkeye? Who gives a shit? No, no, I'm saying like <laughs> we're, he's in the original six as well. So there would be people who would be upset by him being gone. More people or less people? <sighs> there would have been other people upset. True, but probably about his not as many. If you had to pick one of the six to go, who are you picking? If you had to pick one of the six to go, why did it have to be the female? Is that what you're asking me? No, no. If you personally had to pick one of the six just to go, uh, who would it can't, be? No, you can't. You can't. But you can. I mean, you can't, I'll though. say it for you. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. Banner gives up Hulk. Like, barfs Hulk out, and then the Hulk falls and dies. But he doesn't die because he's Hulk. But he can't turn anymore, and that's why he has to use the the Hulkbuster armor. Okay. Is that your thing that you think should have happened? No, it sounds gross. It's so stupid. It sounds really gross. Do you have any any thoughts? Or just is Iron Man three it? Just no, Christmas. I, already, I mean, the whole you're just, thing. It, just, it needs to not be Christmas. Your solution is to the one thing you think shouldn't have happened in the MCU is Christmas shouldn't exist. I got you. I got yeah. you. You're just, just in a, general. You're just a real Scrooge about it all. I got you. Yep. Okay. All right, yep. Move it on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to pull an Odin and be like, why do you twist my words? <laughs> I, I have one. I think mm. that they shouldn't have killed Loki off halfway through or like three quarters through Thor the Dark World because literally after he's gone, I don't have any idea what the rest of the movie's about. I don't care. I agree <laughs> with that. And it made it not matter. Like yeah, it's do a, it it's towards one of the, the end. If, yeah. And, and like, or just don't do it and have him immediately back. You know, let, let his death have some stakes or like have some weight, some weight, something happen. It was already the second time. Yeah. Thor even says that in Infinity War. He's like, he's died and come back a lot, but I, I think this might be it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong again, babe. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Okay, so let's let's move on to the next one. We got Jacob Waters sending us an email. Hi, Ashley and guys. Oh, hey. hi, Jacob. Uh, I'm curious why you skipped over some possibilities of how the X-Men could enter the MCU if they'd been around the entire time. It seems to me that there are two big potential answers to why the X-Men weren't introduced yet if the MCU goes the route of mutants have existed the entire time, which the likes of Wolverine and Apocalypse would suggest that being the case. That being said, here are my ideas. All right, so before you even get to your ideas, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. We didn't get to, like, every possible computation of how the <laughs> the freaking X-Men could exist, because we were on a time crunch. <laughs> I said that back to him, for sure, in, in an email. I was like, we did our best. <laughs> we had to get through the episode as quickly as possible so that we could get to trivia... Uh, which you all should join on Wednesday nights, twitch.tv slash China Panda TV. That's right. 7 Central. Yeah, at 7.30 Central. Uh, anyway, that being said, here are Jacob's ideas. One, Xavier could have been wiping the knowledge of mutant existence the entire time, especially with the aid of Cerebro. 
this could, in theory, allow mutants to have been involved the entire time, as you all suggested, but were not seen, quote-unquote, in turn making the audience victim to Xavier's manipulation, too. Ooh. This isn't my strongest idea. No, I kinda, that's I super like unethical. And then it was like, why wouldn't they be helping? Right, right. Well, no, his point is maybe they were, and that even we as the audience were manipulated out of knowing. Right. It's It's like Xavier... Xavier was letting them help, but then was wiping the memories of everybody um, that was involved and, and would have seen them. That's, I mean, you say this super unethical, but that's kind of on brand for Xavier. Yeah, it is. I know. It He's really such is. a punk. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like that. Uh, number two, mutants have always existed, but the Xavier Academy and the X-Men have not yet existed, or in, at least until the first snap. Then Xavier starts the school, and the first appearance slash movie would be Xavier putting together the X-Men. It would be another origin story, however, I believe it makes the introduction of the X-Men slash mutants a bit more... seamless. I apologize for the long message, but I couldn't help share my thoughts. I really enjoy the podcast. I've been listening since the start of this year and wish I had discovered you sooner. Keep up the great work. Jake. Hey, thank you, Jake. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, and, and that's actually what we said in, when we did the episode. We're like, hey, yeah, uh, these are like the categories we thought of, and here's some ways we can discuss them, but like, throw your ideas out, and I like it. Those are, those are great ideas. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think it is possible that we will get, you know, they've already existed, and Professor X is just now starting to build the school. Yeah, I, I think that, I don't know, X, X just now starting to build the school seems a little, uh, contrived, maybe? I don't know that that's the right word, though. It, it seems like it's out of time. You mean with the with the way that it is in comics and the way it is in... Well, with the way that I understand the X-Men, be it from old movies or or the comics or whatever, like, it just doesn't seem like that would fit. That It doesn't seem like that would mesh, you know? Hmm. But they, like, they haven't had control of the property, so... It's not like they could just cram them in there. Yeah, no, it's it's they're in a weird position, and like no matter what they do, it's not going to be exactly what we would have wanted from the beginning. So it's just like that's the question. That's why it's like such an interesting and weird question. Like how how are mutants going to show up? I think though that the the mutants having always been there, like it would kind of put it would put it in a bad spot in relation to the Eternals movie. Because the Eternals have been there the whole time, guiding mm-hmm. humanity. Like, if the X-Men have also been there the whole time, that gets, I mean, it's a little It's a redundant. little redundant. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're runes, but they're also three double helixes <laughs> in that in that video, in that trailer yeah, we, and, we watched last episode. And mutants, like... It just looked like a lamp to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just any old lamp. Sometimes a lamp's just a lamp, Matt. <laughs> Humanity having the uh, the natural proclivity toward, or the inclination toward uh, mutagenic evolution was a thing uh, instilled in them by the Celestials. So, you know, the story of the Eternals could well tie back into the X-Men. Yeah, that's why I was bringing up the double helixes. Mm-hmm. Which I know. I thought ruins. what you were trying to do, but I'm just saying they 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 could be could be. Oh, it's like that Agents of Shield thing where like Coulson was carving the map, and it like turns out it wasn't a two dimensional map; it was a three dimensional thing seen from above. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but with like that that symbol. It's yeah. like oh, it's not actually just it's it's not that; it's actually a helix. But we only have a two dimensional space to carve this rune. <laughs> Exactly. And the <laughs> awakening is the X gene awakening in different people. Ooh. I really don't want the Eternals and the X-Men to be mashed into one. I don't oh, want no, that. Oh, no, I don't think they I don't be, want that it, either. But it could be similar to comics in that they're, one is a progenitor of the other. Could be. Could be. Uh, let's see. Next up, Trent, the Canada Panda. <laughs> <laughs> says, at MCU cast, what if the mutant gene was created along with the Eternals and... It slash they held in dormant for thousands of years and have been woken by all the Infinity Stones snaps. (laughs) And then says, Ashley, 
Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's mutant gene. <laughs> X-Men <laughs> to the MCU. That's definitely my theory. Like, if I had to pick one and put all my money on red, it would be that it's that cosmic energy from the snap, like, kind of like what it did with Wanda, only with everybody else who might have a little bit of magic or a little bit of something in them. Mm. Little sub some Little light space magic. It sucks, but it's simple. <laughs> well, like, you know, it's, it's, it's fine as far as, like, how, how a hero can get their powers. It's just... It takes away from the Inhumans, you know? And the X-Men. That whole... A little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it just changes both of their stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, mutants are supposed to be, like, the natural next evolution, yeah. and, like, That's they're the still people. Magneto thing. That's the crux of their thing, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and this thing is, that's that's the version that we've been knowing for a while now, but it could be that, like, that's just not the story they're going to tell here. But it just, yeah. it feels weird after 20 years of watching movies where that's their whole thing, for them to bring them back and to lose that essential piece of who, of that story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's not... You know, it's it, it's the movies. It's not just the movies, though. Like that's also oh, right. what it is in comics. You know, oh, for like, sure, it's, it's the whole thing. And how do you how do you trim that off? I, I, my point is that, like in the the comics, yes, that is part of who they are. But they explore so many different stories in comics. But the movies we've seen, like the you know, the movies we've pretty seen, limited. The, pretty limited, and they're pretty focused on that idea. Like they're all yeah. very focused on that idea. Almost, almost every one of them starts with like a title sequences that has like the genome being like decoded and stuff, you know, or like mm-hmm. yeah. the the double helix is being swirled around and <laughs> swimming. Apocalypse through. didn't have that. No, apocalypse <laughs> had something very different. Uh, <laughs> if you've uh, if you've listened to the only arc of uh, Monday Morning Movie Medics that we have posted. Uh, John has a, a thing, a whole spiel on how he hates that sort of uh, storytelling where it's like, hey, re- remember this? Remember time? Remember when time passed? <laughs> remember this event from your history books? I love that Oscar Isaacs now gets to be another person who gets a Marvel redemption. Yeah. From the Fox or DC universe. Yeah, he deserves it. He's so good. And that he is run as Apocalypse is the worst. I feel like he could have done so much better mm-hmm. with like better material mm-hmm. and like uh there there was that one monologue that he had that was like so epic and like where was that? Where mm-hmm. <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh last but not least on our feedback, we've got Drew Greck sending us an email. Hey Stranded Panda family. Woo. I was just gonna leave it at fam, but I he typed I went family. for the rest of the word. He typed family. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I just want to praise the Eternals trailer. This is what I've been waiting for. WandaVision was insanely creative and Tafatwas was fun, but with hindsight, I think they're both okay to good shows. I'm sure Loki will be awesome, though, but ever since SDCC 2019, I've been most excited for Eternals. The idea that this will be the most artistic and creative experience in the MCU was enough to excite me, and after seeing Nomadland... I have complete faith in Chloe Zhao's directing abilities. What do I want from this movie? I want a big, sprawling story of epic proportions like Lord of the Rings or Zack Snyder's Justice League. I want a story that's just in the backdrop of the MCU, a film that isn't essential to the overall narrative of Phase 4. I know this is an unpopular opinion, but it's just how I'm feeling right now. Thank you all so much for your amazing podcast and community. Mm. I don't think any of that's necessarily too unpopular. I mean, maybe the Zack Snyder stuff, but, um, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> but you keep your Snyder out of my MCU. <laughs> no, I, I, th- I think that's, I mean, I said it when we did the review of the uh, teaser yesterday, like totally does seem like that is what's happening. You know, like that does seem like the kind of story they're trying to tell this big sweeping mythic story about superheroes. Um, yeah, which is very That's much cool. the Snyder thing. Yeah, we'll see how it should be done. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Interesting that he says um, he wants it to be a film that isn't essential to the overall narrative of Phase Four. What do you think of that? I, you know, I'm I'm on board. Honestly, like 
we're at we're at a turning point in the MCU. We're at a point mm-hmm. where everything it's either everything matters rather uh, a, a property either matters to everything or it matters to almost nothing. Hmm. And like WandaVision was kind of the honestly it was kind of the latter in that like it didn't have all of those connective tissue points to everything in the world. Hmm. Like there were only a couple of things that, that really got affected by WandaVision. But then well, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was like a humongous, like world changing thing of like new face of Captain America. Like this guy's talking to the, the Senate like that. And like, it's dealing with the fallout from the GRC. And like, there's all kinds of, all kinds of things. It felt like WandaVision was more, localized as far as story i would i would disagree i just think we haven't seen the effects yet that's fair we haven't had time to i mean literally falcon or soldier happens before it right or does it happen right after around the same time i don't know it's after it does happen after um yeah a few months after so my, my point is i just don't know that we've had time for that story to have its effects and the fact that it seems to be leading into multiverse of madness to me is like it's going to have huge sweeping implications for future things, it, like maybe could. bigger than the entire universe. So I, I feel like it's going to have some pretty crazy things. Effects. It well could, it well could, and I, you know, if it if it comes to that, I will, I will be happy to see something so connected. But uh, because there was no Mephisto in it, it's connected <laughs> to nothing in my mind. Uh. So it's, this is another Mephisto thing. Yeah, right, well, thank Mephisto you guys thing. for joining us today. <laughs> no, um, let's bring in Ashley and see if she has anything over from the live chats. What's up, Ash? Hey. <clears throat> hey. Yeah. I'm, my throat. I'm fine. Having a great time? <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, what's happening in the live chat? Um, okay. Yeah. Let's see. I'm not sure how to say obi lets tv that's what i'm gonna go with um what if the eternals helped howard stark with technology in the 40s ergo the vibranium shield hence sprites captain rogers name drop instead of captain america they seem mm. to be helping civilization not hard to believe uh, they helped find or forge vibranium Ooh, i like the idea that captain rogers the fact that they they know him as that instead of captain america is like because they knew him before yeah i like that a lot that's fun yeah. Ooh, just in general, do you think that we will see them? We know they're going to encounter these kind of distant past moments of the MCU. Do you think we will see the Eternals experiencing moments from the MCU that we have seen, like World War Two? Will they? Will we actually see one of them in a fight with Captain America, or will we see one of them um, sometime in the dis- like, like in in the fight of, against Thanos, similar to what we saw with the? Um, Ancient one joining the fight in a way just we never saw her, you know? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I started laughing in the middle of you saying that. Like, the first thing I thought of was, like, somebody in the Arctic seeing the plane go down in in Captain America, mm-hmm. the first Avenger, and just being like, oh, that sucks, bro. <laughs> it's like, yeah. just, we don't interfere, tokes on pipe. Why yeah. did we jump out, <laughs> stupid? Like, oh, man, that's too so, bad. So, such a plot <laughs> hole. Bye. <laughs> One of them being a real jerk. Yeah, it's just one of the internals being a real douche. Ah, <laughs> oh, sucks, bro. <laughs> Lee Brady on YouTube says the rat that helped Scott out of the quantum realm in Endgame might be from the internals somehow? Question mark. Ooh. <laughs> yep. Yep. You you laugh, but that's not horrible. Uh, <laughs> maybe Druid controls that rat into the. <laughs> That'd be such totally. a crazy reveal. Yeah. Such a crazy God. reveal if we found out that was Mind true. Mind blown. <laughs> I think I think I hate it. I, I I'm not sure. I don't think I hate it as much as I should. I don't think I hate it that much either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Greek god thing to do. Like if you look at it right. in like a Grecian Yeah. That is that is fair. That is fair. Um, and the last one is from Joel Martinez Jr. on YouTube. And uh, this one's fun. 
says, if you could place all the main Netflix characters in the upcoming Marvel films and not the shows we presumed they'd be in, which ones would you choose? I would pretty easily place Iron Fist in Shang-Chi. Okay, so of if we look at all of the Defenders or the Netflix characters, where would we put them? I would want to put, I guess, like, what about shows? Can I'm going to amend this and say the sh- upcoming shows, too? Um, sure. Because I would like to see Jessica Jones in uh she-hulk oh yeah i would oh, yeah. really like to see jessica jones and she-hulk i'd also like to see daredevil and she-hulk mm-hmm. and i'd really like to see daredevil and spider-man isn't jennifer mm-hmm. whatever already a lawyer okay right so she could be on the odd they could be on opposite think. sides i guess she's normally a defense attorney as well right mm-hmm. or do is she i don't know um, i think she is is she because she doesn't she defend the superheroes too yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So uh, I mean, they could work together. That's a superhero team up. We got a team up. Yay! <laughs> a team up where they don't punch anyone. They just argue in a courtroom together. Yes. Still I counts. Want this. Still counts. Still counts. <laughs> they, it's okay. It's it's a superhero team up where they don't punch anybody. They just argue in a courtroom, but also. They use Jessica Jones as their like informant, their their private eye, their investigator. They use alias investigations. Yeah. And she doesn't punch anybody either. She's just really stealthy and good with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. It's perfect. Me too. Uh let's That's see. Who else? Um Luke I think Cage. Iron Fist and Shang Chi is pretty obvious, but Yeah. Um like and could happen. But I, I more than that I'd like to see Colleen Wing show up in Shang Chi. That's you just I want more Colleen Wing than you want yeah. Iron Fist. 100%. Go watch Game of Thrones. You won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Wait, <laughs> is she? What? Yeah, she's in Game of Thrones. She's one of the Sand Snakes. Mm-hmm. The I sisters. Know, I didn't know that. The one with the whip. The whip. Hmm. I'm going to have to go rewatch that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's who? Oh, Luke Cage. I just want Daredevil and everything. Where do we want Luke Cage? Me too. I definitely I want him in Spider Man though. I feel like Luke well, yeah. Cage in Spider Man would be pretty cool. This is a New York hero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we could put Newton, uh, Nick Cage, no. Luke Cage in Miss Marvel if we want to spread him out. Nah, guys, heroes for hire. They've like you, we've jumped forward a few years, so they now have heroes for hire as a business, and the um. Spider-Man's like bounty on his head is so high for Peter Parker mm-hmm. that you have Iron Fist and Luke Cage are hunting Peter Parker. And then of course Ooh. they get out hunted by Craven and then there's a whole thing. Yeah. And then it's just hunt on hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And Punisher, I don't know if I like it. I think Punisher in um Moon Knight yeah. Hmm. That might make sense. Feels like it could cross over interestingly. Or in the new Captain America movie, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, that could be good. That could be good. Man. Sam Wilson versus Punisher. What about Punisher and Hawkeye in the Hawkeye series? Yeah. That could work. That could be really good, uh, given that he just had his like stint as Ronan and he like Yeah. He would understand just randomly killing people. From. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I get it, man. I did that shit for five years. You can't let it eat you like that. Yeah. I like yeah. I like that pretty pretty well. Of course, I don't think this is going to be Hawkeye's show. It's the problem. I think it's going to be... He's handing off the torch. Yeah, it's going to be him handing the torch to the younger Hawkeye. Yeah. Punisher kills him, and she Whoa. has to avenge him. Ooh. That's rough. That's rough. After- I'd watch it. I'd watch it. <laughs> I knew Ashley's like, I ship it. Yeah. I I ship it. Hawkeye and his gun um, and his bullets. <laughs> I love John Barenthal. Mm. Me too. Me too. Yeah. What if like he's training her, he's training her not to be angry and not to, not to turn to the dark side like he did for five years. Right. Like that's like yeah. part of his training. Like maybe she's got a lot of darkness in her and wants wants vengeance and everything. And then Punisher comes in and kills Hawkeye for whatever reason. Like the, I don't know what the motivation there would be, but um, <laughs> maybe- I could give you a, a, about three or four reasons. No, I'm just <laughs> Oof. 
Ashley, you're such an anti-hero. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, anyway. and, and then she has to, like, decide not to seek vengeance, you know? Not that she could seek vengeance. I mean, it's like T'Challa's, yeah. T'Challa's, like, yeah, that's, that's got a real T'Challa feel to it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. Vengeance has consumed you. So who else? Who, who else is from the, uh, uh we, we got we've covered it. Hellcat? Electra. Electra. Hellcat's in prison. Hellcat's at the raft. Ooh, Hellcat. That's Hellcat. Cool. Hellcat comes in in the Thunderbolts. Yes. There it is. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yes. Um, Hot. Hot. Lo- okay. Love that. I like it. Love that. Trish. Trish comes in and, 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 and she's like the PR person, you know, so she'd like be able to help them like work on, she'd be always talking about their image and stuff. And like, we got to work yeah. on your image, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, okay. Yeah. I think, I think that, that's probably good. <laughs> probably <have> it. <laughs> really funny <laughs> though. I think it'd be really funny to see um, Luke Cage come in in uh, in Blade, like Luke Cage dealing with vampires, like not so being able to him. be bitten. Ooh, oh, perfect because of his skin. I There'd like be that. no movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, they're still like too fast for him, or you know, there's there's something that makes them a formidable right. foe. They just can't get through his skin. So Ooh, it's now, like, I, now I want a zombie movie with Luke Cage in it. Is he is he in Marvel Zombies? He's got to be right. Uh, uh, I don't remember. There's like three stories of Marvel zombies at this point. I want like I think there's three. I want an I Am Legend story about like Luke Luke Cage being like the last, I Am Luke. <laughs> I Am Luke, and he's just like the last surviving um, human because he had the impenetrable skin. Yep, he's just it. like, Ugh. damn it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's it for us as today. Um, please, uh, reach out at patreon.com slash MCU cast. If you want to support the show really, really helps out. Um, and thank you for everyone who has done that recently. Um, all the new patrons have been really supporting the show in a huge way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and we'll be, uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, that was all the feedback, right? Did we get to all of them? Ash? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I thought so. Um, cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you again, and uh, we'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.